Hey, 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 hey. This is uh, Hear Me, Follow Him. God is good. Um, On episode one, just to kind of recap, it was about the conception of the two boys, Jesus and John the Baptist. And um, it was a miraculous conception, an older woman and a young girl. But, you know, they were born. You know, you're pregnant and then you are born. You come into this world. And there's not much information at all about John the Baptist. But there's a little bit about Jesus Christ being um, young as a young boy. And the interesting thing is he doesn't say any words. But when the Savior is born, the world changes. Amen. And the world does change. So um, we're going to use this episode, too, to just briefly speak about um, just the young life of Jesus, uh, of Jesus Christ, for what we have documented in the scriptures. Because the real thing I was going to do was to just tie in when they met as adults. But I think it's good to look at Jesus's life in that younger stage from what was recorded. Because a lot happened and a lot happens because a savior is born. But the, uh, the, the story of the scripture is in Matthew 2. And it starts out with a story that a lot of us know. You learn in Sunday school or as a young kid. It's in every nativity scene. It's real pretty. And it's about the wise man. Now, the wise man, let me open up the uh, the Bible here to get to Matthew 2. It just starts on verse 1. Uh, I'm going I'm to paraphrase and then also read some of the scriptures. But in verse 1, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, the wise man from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. That is uh, Matthew 2, verse um, 1 and 2. The interesting thing, if you look at it, right, he was born in Judea, and Herod was the king. If you go back to the um, to the Old Testament, it said there's a 400 year lag between when this is written and the last book of the Old Testament. But in those times, they were being um, they were under rule of different nationalities. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Yeah, they were basically under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon and the Assyrians. But they had kings in those days, too. There were their rulers. Uh, Israel will have a lot of bad kings. But Judah will have a lot of good kings and some bad kings. But fast forward 400 years later, they're still in that type of leadership. The Romans are actually the ones who are the conquerors or the occupiers of Israeli land. But they're allowing them to have their own king, who's probably a figurehead, who definitely has to submit everything to the governor and also to Caesar. But they have a temple, which is cool. Parts in the Old Testament, they did not have a temple, right? So the temple is rebuilt and they're actually able to worship God and they have a king. But the wise men have not came saying, hey, we are here looking for the king. If you think back to the books of Kings, a lot of times the change in leadership did not happen peacefully. Uh, David is one of the few who got to, with his own eyes, see the succession of his son become king before he died. A lot of them were murdered, especially on the Israeli side, from either their military leader would take over or there'll be a coup or a war. It just never really ended in a transition where they had a coronation like we see on Disney. But that's what's going on here when uh, Christ is born. So, of course, the wise men come all the way and um, to um, Jerusalem and they talk to the king and they kind of tell him like, hey, look, we're here looking for. 
So, of course, when King Herod hears that there's a new king, I mean, he's a little nervous. He's thinking, man, somebody's going to take the kingdom from me. And just like Saul's concern, I believe he's looking at Jonathan like, man, David will be king. It's going to be taken away from my son. So him and Jerusalem are all nervous and he calls all together the chief priest and all the elders, all the religious people of the day that you see back in the Old Testament, too. They had Abiathar, Nathan, the prophet, all of those people. They're still in that same system in Judea now. I think the Israelites were we would call Samaritans and all these other people, but they're Israelites, too. But this is just the tribe of Judah here in Jerusalem. But um, anywho, so. They want to know about the, the King Jesus, right? And this is uh, where I really find it interesting. It's these three dreams that the men have that protect the baby Jesus. So the wise men, of course, come. They find Jesus. They give him the gifts. And, you know, the parents are Joseph and Mary are in all, right? And they were supposed to go back, the wise men, to report to King Herod so he could come and worship the baby Jesus, too. But they were told in a dream, do not return the way that you came and being faithful. They listened to the dream as they had came and listened and followed the star. Right. And went the other way. And when Herod found this out, he was upset because he's like, look, uh, there's a new king out there. I am the king. I'm going to protect the throne and keep my power. And in his rage, it goes on to say um, in uh, verse 16, Matthew 2, verse 16, then Herod when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise man, became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all and in all that region who were two years old and under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise man. So, I mean, that's just this is insane. So just think to keep power because the savior was born. If, if you were with child and had a son Anywhere in that region, I don't know how he figured out his proximity, but ground zero was that town of Bethlehem. And he probably said, hey, encircle that thing, 10, 20, 30 mile radius. If it's a boy to an under, they're getting slaughtered. I mean, he's, Jesus has not spoken a word yet. He's still a young child, too. He's not done a miracle yet. And things are already changing in a world so drastically because the Savior is born. But, you know, another dream would come right after that, right? Joseph would have a dream. And it actually mentions him by name. You know, Joseph, the, the dad, should I say, because the father of Jesus is God. So we'll say Joseph, the dad. He's not mentioned much, but here it's important. He is very a, a central figure before Jesus can even walk, talk, or maybe two, three. I don't know really about that part, but he's very young. Let's put it this way. So an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and said, take the child to Egypt. And he remembered and he and he followed, should I say, and took the child to Egypt. And then again, another dream came to him and said, go back to Israel after King Herod had died. And Joseph listened to that, too. And so baby Jesus now, being a young boy, has, uh, has been taken out of Bethlehem to Egypt. King Herod has died. And an, a guy named Archelaus was um, put in place to become the king of Judah. I think he was actually Herod's son. So if that's what Herod was worried about, he got his. But man, what a sin that you have on your head, having all the children murdered in order to have this succession to your son Archelaus. But see, um. 
on their way back to Israel, they were going to come back to Judea and maybe go back to Bethlehem or live in Jerusalem itself. But when they heard that Archelaus was the uh, was the new king, they settled in Galilee and they lived in a city called Nazareth. And that's why the baby Jesus, young boy now, having been to Egypt and come back, was known as a Nazarene. And the cool thing is, and I love how the, the scriptures marry the old with the new. A lot of people look at it sometimes like they're two totally different books. But no, a lot of the things that are happening before Jesus, it seems like he's between the age of two to five or however how old he is right now before he's spoken a word is to fulfill a lot of what you see in scripture in the old testimony and the other really account that we have of jesus being young i don't remember where it is in the scripture but he's 12 years old and every year just like good jews mary and joseph and they don't mention them by name after this Uh, i mean at least joseph anyway and in this particular scripture i'm going to try to find it it refers to him to them as his mother and father like when he when joseph was having the dreams in matthew 2 it says joseph had the dream the wise man had the dream joseph had the dream but in this scripture it just refers to them as the mother and father of jesus because jesus christ He was 12 now, and they had been going to Jerusalem every year to observe the Passover. Another cool thing, because there was a period of time there in the Old Testament that they had forgotten all the statues. They had lost all the tablets before they found it to rebuild the temple and have the Passover. There was generations that did not have the Passover. So even though they're in, excuse me, even though they're in Roman rule right now, they're still observing the Passover and Joseph and Mary being good Jews every year would take the family up to Jerusalem. We'll go with the family up to Jerusalem for Passover. And this is a time where Jesus is 12 and they did that. They're headed back home. They noticed that Jesus is not there and they turn around, go back to Jerusalem and they're looking for him. They search for this, this little boy for two days. And they find him. They finally find him. You know where they find Jesus at? Scripture says they find him in the temple. And I've been scrambling here trying to find the scripture. And it's Luke 2. It is uh, Luke 2 to find a scripture of this. So Jesus was 12. And they, like I said, they're looking for him. They come back. They find him in the temple. And I'm going to pick up on a um, verse 48. Luke 2 verse 48. And it says, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And this is what Jesus said to them. Where were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Verse 50. And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. Because, you know, Joseph is like, yeah, you are supposed to be in my house. I've been three days looking for you here. Let's get our butts back to Nazareth and do what we do. You are supposed to be. But what he was speaking of, of course, as we know, is the temple. Because God is his father. And he must be in, his, in, in that house. But, you know, they know these things. So, I mean, Mary knows these things. Joseph kind of has an inkling and should know these things. But verse 50 goes on and says, and they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. 51. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Luke 2 ends with verse 52. And I'll just read that too. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature 
and in favor with God and man. So you follow the life of Jesus till he's 12 years old, and that's really all you get. He's already hinting, right? That, look, I got to be here with my father. Like, I know you've got to go back into Nazareth, but in this temple is where I belong. And, and Mary, knowing that that's the son of God, and Joseph, knowing that he did not conceive him, understood. But it's kind of cool. for, And this is a lesson for us to see. He still honored his mother and father. Although he was starting to fill himself as a young boy, 12, like in that age, in that day and age, they said he was packed with wisdom and asking great questions. But the very next year, that man was an adult. He was going to be a man. In our culture today, I mean, 13, we're like, hey, let's still pick out what cereal you're going to eat and pick out your outfits and treat you like a kid in, in, in some instances. But he was going to say Mazel Tov and be a whole man the very next year. But he still honored his mother and father and was submissive to them. So, um, you know, God is good, man. Even as a young boy, not saying much. I think those are the first words that I really see that he said when he was 12. And then it's that interaction, like the first red letters at the age of 12. But a lot happened because the Savior was born between just from what we read from conception to John the Baptist is in the wilderness, like things have changed around the region he was born in because everybody's seen Zechariah and Elizabeth and wonder what this boy will be, to Jesus being a young boy and Herod doing what he did because of his birth, the wise man fleeing to Egypt. And as we see here now, staying in the temple, stating at a young age with a lot of wisdom already at 12, that he must be in his father's house. As people are looking at his physical dad, like, what is this boy talking about? Mary treasures these things in her heart. And the boy Jesus from 12, we don't hear much till he's 30 and he meets his cousin, John the Baptist. From conception now, they didn't meet after birth or anything, but they're about to meet as grown men in their 30s is when we catch up with them again. But there's a lesson in that, too, man. Like sometimes I believe and I don't know about you that the right time is when I think about something like right now is the time like yesterday should have been done. But God's time is always good. He gave us the savior in a form of a baby. And the things that happened because the savior was born were already earth shattering. And he's barely even spoken a word or done anything yet. He has not started, according to scripture, what his ministry will be. He would need to be baptized by his very own cousin that he would meet. I wonder if they knew that they were family, like just physically attached by their aunt, to, I guess, niece relationship. I mean, I don't know. Scripture really doesn't say that. It doesn't say, what did you come to see? John, my cousin, you just don't see that. But they do have a, a blood link. But hey, hear me, follow him. That is really the key. And we're going to go into episode three and look at when the two cousins meet and how things start to change in the world big time once he starts his ministry. Again, hear me, follow him. Amen. <laughs>